It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It's all about Steph Curry, or really is it? It's got to be about somebody else helping him out tonight. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Game four tonight. Steph, let's hear just hear from him first, first of all, on his injury and where he feels like things are. This was Steph yesterday at his press conference. Because I went through what I went through at the end of the regular season and coming back, I know exactly what it is, what I got to deal with, and soreness slash pain level and all that. So once I got checked out last night, I knew I wouldn't have to go get <clears throat> any extra tests just because we've been through this before. Um, and there's a good understanding of what it is, same foot and all that. So there's, I guess, comfort knowing I've been through it before, but also you'd rather not have to deal with something like that at this point in the season. Well, when you know that you're dealing with a superstar player and he's speaking as confidently as he is about being able to deal with this injury, I guess you have to feel pretty good. But at the same time, it's Clay Thompson. It's somebody else offensively that has to help get this going if we're going to take Steph Curry at his word. And he's fine because if he is, he will show up tonight. No, if I was a Golden State fan, just because he's talking about how certain he is that he's going to play, I don't feel good about it. You're talking about the same ankle that forced him to miss 12 games in the regular season. But so, talking about how he knows how to manage it a little bit Well, you can now. say he knows how to manage it, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing when the guy that's been averaging over 31 points in this series, the guy that's been essentially carrying my offense, is now dealing with an ailment that could potentially minimize his production in game four against See, I, one of the best defenses in the NBA. I agree with that. It's one of those things, maybe I shouldn't take it at face value, sometimes – I don't take things that are set out of at face value. Well, it's, here's what here's, here's I took this one. I trust Steph a little bit more here for well, some well, reason. Well, and, and that's all well and good. But here's the thing: we'll find out early on in this game. Yes, because we will. Marcus Smart is going to check his oil. Yep. And, and you can anticipate that that Boston defense is going to try to play extra physical against Steph Curry to see exactly how good he is, how close to 100 percent he is. And the other thing is, we could potentially take the game out of Steph's hands and put it in somebody's, somebody else's. Try to force Klay Thompson, try to force Jordan Poole, one of those other guys to beat you, because so far throughout this series, it doesn't feel like any of those guys are up to the task. So Steph Curry having his health compromised is a big deal going into Game 4. It is Game 4. It is tonight on ESPN Radio and, of course, on ABC as well between the Warriors and Celtics. The aforementioned smart on dealing with Steph Curry. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, you really got to get your rest. Um, you got to be well conditioned because he's going to make you pay if you're not. And uh, we all see what he can do. And if you're not ready for it, he'll chew you up and spit you out. So, um, you know, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for anything. You got to be ready for anything that they throw at you um, at any given time. You know, because when you fall asleep or you think that he's not done and that he's done moving or the plays are for him, and that's when he's gone. So um, you really got to be on your P's and Q's with him. And if you're not, then you're in trouble. That's Marcus on the NBA today, yesterday. Look, I, I, you know what? This is an opportunity for Steph Curry to have his version of Michael Jordan's flu game. 
Very on, true. On, on this stage, this is an opportunity because we all know he's not 100%. Nobody really is 100% this time of year, but this is the opportunity that Steph Curry is looking for to enhance his legacy. Like, this is the moment that he can step up, his team up against it in a must-win situation in Game 4 because they're down 2-1, don't want to go back to Golden State in Game 5, down 3-1. Steph Curry needs to step up and have a big performance. And when we say big, we're not talking about the 31 points that he's averaging through the first three games of this series. We're talking about 40-plus. And Steph Curry is more than capable of doing that if he's healthy enough. And so I think that's why we have to watch that ankle early but knowing that, if you're one of those other players for the Golden State Warriors, if you're Klay Thompson, if you're Jordan Poole, if you're Andrew Wiggins, hell, if you're Draymond Green, how much more pressure is on you going into game four knowing that the guy that, 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 drives, the, that drives the ship, the engine of your offense, is compromised from a health standpoint? But this is, this is my point. Steph can have that game, and frankly, they could still lose. Because when you have wow. some of the – well, they could. No, you're right. You're and, right. You're right. I'm just saying, wow. When, I mean, that's, 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 well, that's a real thing Well, based on what say. we saw from Draymond the other day, based on what we've seen from Jordan Poole, who has been MIA basically in the series. And listen, Clay, you feel much better about after he was able to do some things in game three. But do I think Clay can go out tonight and have a 35-point game? I don't know about that. I don't know about that right now. And I think there are, there are some, some major questions around them. I am going to, and maybe this is foolhardy on my point, I am always somebody that feels like if you're going to tell me somebody's dead, show me the body. Mm. So I need to see the Warriors actually be completely shot before I believe that this iteration of this team is done. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, considering that they have been a champion before. I mean, I mean, I, this is a little trite from Clay Thompson, but here he is on the uh, NBA on ESPN Radio. They just outplayed us game three. I mean, there's no way around it. That's, and we're going to, you know, the best part about the playoffs is how you respond and never underestimate the heart of a champion, and we have a lot of those. Yeah, listen, they do have a lot of champions. It's been a little bit couple of years since we've seen that but can I still think that even though this is a group that is somewhat gimpy that they can do it I will trust that they can until they don't well here's what I'll say and Clay Thompson said something when he said what he said just now like you know it's all about how you respond in the postseason I want to take the Boston angle on this because we've talked about how great the Boston Celtics are after losses. They're 7 and 0 after losses in these playoffs. They're 15 and 3 after losses since the calendar flipped over to 2022. They've been phenomenal mm. when bouncing back from adversity, but they haven't been great when they take series leads, especially with what we saw in game 2 of these NBA finals because they got the doors blown off them in game 2 after having that historic comeback in game one where they dropped 40 points to Golden State 16 in that fourth quarter. So I'm interested to see how the Boston Celtics respond now that they have a 2-1 series lead. Because remember, Ime Adoka after game three said, that's going to be the challenge for them. Coming out with the same kind of intensity that they came out with at the beginning of game three in game four. And with the quick turnaround, you're just wondering whether or not the Boston Celtics take their foot off the gas. Because this is their first rodeo. This is their first time in the NBA Finals. And so being in a position now for the second time in this series where you have a series lead, how are you going to handle that? 
That's mm-hmm. going to be a question that they've got to answer. I know what we're going to – listen, I know what we're going to see from the Golden State Warriors. Have you ever seen a wounded animal cornered? Yeah. That's what we're going to see from Golden State tonight because they know they can't go down to this Boston Celtics team 3-1 because of what I just said. Boston has been great after losses. There's no way that Golden State is going to reel off three straight wins. So they got to win tonight. Yep. Otherwise, the series is over. And if you're Boston, can you match that intensity? That's the question I got. And to that point – you know who else has been great after losses? Golden State. They're 5-0, and and they have outscored their opponents by just as many as the Celtics have. Haven't been great on the road, though. No, but They've we'll see. They've lost four of their last five on the road. We'll see how they respond tonight. I believe in them, and I might be starting to think about jumping on board. Yeah, you say you believe in them, but you said after game three yesterday that you, if you had to place money on down. it, you would bet on the Celtics. I was down. I, you don't I, I believe didn't in Golden that. State. You're, I you're, didn't say that. I said crazy. I wouldn't rule it out. You don't believe in Golden State. Stop it. Greeny is you're present, hoping. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today. Under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com just and 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Like just like Draymond and Clay Thompson are hoping that the fans stop cursing at him. You're hoping right now. You're hoping. Warriors are like plus 190 now to win the series. You're not saying it with your chest. Yeah, but I got value. Wow, that's a great I point. I got value. That's a great point. Canty and Carlin I, I, I for Greeny. I don't know if I want to touch that one, though. We'll ask one of our NBA experts if I should next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Wendy's here. Brian Windhorst, the Hoop Collective Podcast, joins us in just 30 seconds. Nature Valley has helped restore access to 10,000 miles of national park trails and counting. And because everyone deserves to experience what's out there, like your kids, their kids, and even their kids' kids. So head over to your local park trail to see for yourself Nature Valley. Life happens out there. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, you can catch all the action of Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight on ABC and on ESPN Radio. Brian Windhorst, the Hoop Collective Podcast, ESPN NBA Senior Writer, joins us right now. And I'm just going to start here, Wendy. Chris and I were talking right before the break that, you know, maybe I could be talked into at the Warriors now at a plus 190 to win the series of jumping on board for some value. Am I making a sucker's bet if I decide to go and jump on the Warriors the rest of this way, even though they're down 2-1? No, because the Celtics 
are not a an efficient team and they don't always have a killer mindset. I mean, you know, tonight's game for example, the the Warriors are 5 and 0 coming off of losses in the playoffs because they're a veteran team, they're very good and they have a lot of experience making adjustments within playoff series and meanwhile since the start of the second round, the the Celtics are 3 and 5 coming off of wins. Because as good as they are, and I think they're the better team, I don't think it's a huge spread, but I think they're, they've got the edge. They don't always play with focus. Uh, they, don't, they don't always play cleanly. They, they make a lot of unforced errors. They're susceptible to, um, to being bothered. And when they turn the ball over, it undercuts their entire strategy. So, no, I mean, I think um, in my view that the Celtics are probably the better team, but I, I still absolutely think it could be 2-2 tonight. I still think it could go either way. Yeah, Golden State hadn't been great on the road. They've lost four of their last five. But, Wendy, I wanted to ask you this question, and I hate hypotheticals and I hate sports cliches, so, of course, I'm about to give you one right now. I mean, this is essentially a must-win game for the Golden State Warriors because there's there's no world that I see them rattling off three straight if they go down 3-1. But if Golden State loses tonight, and we're talking about them losing the series in five or six games, are we potentially talking about this summer Golden State shifting off of one of the guys that make up the core three of this team over the last eight years? No, I don't think so at all. I think the Warriors have a lot of uh, growth in front of them. You know, one of the things that they've done as they were spinning their wheels last couple of years is they filled their roster with really good young players. They have Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman. Those guys have huge potential. Um, And they, you know, they're not really involved right now. They're kind of sitting there learning. Um, you know, you could argue that maybe Steve Kerr should have tried to get Kaminga going a little bit uh, throughout these playoffs so they could turn to him because one of the things about this Warriors team is as great as they are historically, this is not one of their better offensive teams, and Kaminga could probably do that, but that time has probably passed. But, no, the Warriors are, you know, number one, they have more money than any other franchise, so they will be able – to keep the team together and keep spending. And they have these really good young players. Now, if you want to argue that they should consider trading some of those young players for more veterans, because you know, how many years is Curry going to have left in his prime and maybe they could make an adjustment that way, you know? Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't think about moving off any of their core guys. I think this is still a great championship level team. Brian Windhorst, the NBA senior writer for ESPN, and of course the Hoop Collective podcast, which is a must-listen, especially during the finals with the previews and and, uh, reviews after the fact. They've been absolutely awesome. Uh, Brian, this is more of an existential question, I guess. Explain Draymond Green right now. I don't think he's had almost any impact in this series. I mean, he, he played good defense in Game 2, and that um, that made you know that it was a part of an overall better defensive effort. I, I think he's way more um, sound than he is action. Um, and you know, there's a there's a number of things going on. Number one, the way that the Celtics defend, they are so good at moving and defending off of the ball, and they because all of their players generally have the have such good size and are good defenders, they can switch everything. So when the when the when the Celtics or when the Warriors are doing their action off the ball, where everybody's running around in circles and setting screens for each other and causing confusion, the Celtics are able to cover that. And that's where Draymond Green is so good because he is able to do things off the ball and hunt. Uh, you know, he's their number one assist guy. He gets the ball 
action happens and he finds the open man. Well, the Celtics are covering it. And on defense, or on the other end of the floor, the Celtics are so big and athletic. This is one thing that every team that has played against them in the postseason has been like, wow. I mean, we know who's on their roster, but boy, do we feel it, the, the size and athleticism. And that's, you know, you know, hurt Draymond a little bit. All of the highlights that we're showing on ESPN of Draymond, I put highlights in quotes, are stuff he's doing at dead balls. You know, shoving a guy when he's on the ground, pushing a guy out of the way on the free throw line, talking trash. That's not basketball. That's the stuff in between it. You know, he's not had any impact on this series on the court, as far as I can tell. Talking with ESPN senior NBA writer and reporter Brian Windhorse on Greeny and Wendy. I got to ask you this question because coming into this series, if you were to tell me the Boston Celtics were going to beat the Golden State Warriors, knowing that they had zero combined games of finals experience, I would have said that Jason Tatum is going to be the best player on the court at all times. It certainly has not been that, and it hasn't necessarily been that in terms of the players on the Celtics. It's been Jalen Brown. Are you surprised that we're seeing what we're seeing from Jalen Brown? And what are people in NBA circles saying about the performance that he's having in this NBA Finals? I still think it's a collective. I think the Celtics all together have played pretty well in in this series. Uh, Jason Tatum hasn't shot the ball well. He's shooting shooting 34%. He's shooting a little bit better on threes, but he's only shooting 34%. Uh, overall, but I was actually pretty impressed with him uh, down the stretch of game three because one of the things that he has that has afflicted him in his career is because he's so tall and because he's so you know talented you know and he, his favorite player was Kobe he tends to isolate and just try to shoot over people and it has led to bad results. Tatum really forced the action in game three. He showed a lot of his experience. He's only twenty four. But he showed a lot of his experience coming through there. He repeatedly got the ball toward the rim. He threw in a couple of tough contested layups. But more importantly, he distributed. He had nine assists in that game. The, the Celtics are 18-2 and two when he has more than seven assists. And, and he was able to break down the defense and distribute. I gave him high marks for that game. But you're right. Jalen Brown uh, was terrific. His first half, I think he had 22 points or something like that was one of the great first halves and finals in the history of the, of the Celtics in the finals. And mm. as you know, that's a really long list. You're talking about, you know, putting him in, the, in some of the stuff that Larry Bird, um, uh, you know, or John Havlicek uh, did. And so when you see your names along that in the finals, that's pretty good. But it's really, I think, the collective mm. of all three of those guys, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum, who played well t- together that made the difference in game three. Let's shift to the uh, the outside the finals for a moment. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA senior writer. First of all, uh, yesterday we heard a report from Woj that he had spoken to Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook was excited about the Darvin Ham hiring, not just because of how he's gotten there, but also because he's going to hold him accountable, but excited that he's going to hold the rest of the team accountable. And I, of course, took that to mean LeBron. Break down the Westbrook-Lakers situation, if you can, right now. I mean, I think Russell's viewpoint of the situation is not rational. <laughs> His comments after the season were not rational. Um, and his, I think, viewpoint of his position in the league, from what I have seen him say, I have not spoken to him privately like Woj did, but uh, I do not believe are rational. I think Russell needs to make a major revolution to his game if he wants to stay in the NBA. 
And, um, you know, the thing that he doesn't have protecting him anymore is his contract. His contract only has one year on it. It's not a multi-year deal. It's not like when the Wizards, like when the Rockets traded for him and then the Wizards and then the Lakers, where there was this enormous number of years and money on it. If it doesn't work out with the Lakers, they can just stop playing him or they can just send him home. Um, so I think what Darvin Ham has done is that he has, he has laid out exactly what Russell must do to be a part of the team, which is he wants them to defend and he wants them to sacrifice, which I think I would hope means play off the bench. Um, because I don't think it works with LeBron and Westbrook on the court together because they both need the ball, the ball to be successful. I think Russ can still uh, have moments in games where he's highly, uh, highly effective, but I think he's got to be on the ball. I think the concept of him standing over in the corner trying to space the floor, it's, it's laughable to think that that's going to work at this point. So, um, you know, I do think if you're going ha- gonna to be a successful coach of LeBron James, you do have to hold LeBron accountable. And some of the defensive failures that the Lakers had this last season, and their defense collapsed, absolutely collapsed. It was the number one defense in the league uh, two years ago. I can't remember where it finished, but it was something in the high teens or low 20s. That's an unsurvivable change to your circumstance. And LeBron was a big part of that. LeBron at times was very lazy on defense. And so if what Westbrook is saying is that he wants a coach to walk into the room to, um, to hold LeBron accountable defensively, I think he's absolutely right about that. But you could be basketball 101 and know that. And you also had to know that not anybody could walk into the room and hold LeBron accountable, which is one of the reasons why the Lakers are really focused on getting a former player who LeBron already has a, a respect level for, which is what they did, which is you know high and hiring Darvin Ham. But that's not going to solve the challenges that Westbrook has structurally with the way he wants to play and the way the Lakers need him to play. So um, I know that everybody's walking away saying from that press conference saying that, oh, it's a new life for Russell Westbrook. I didn't view that at all. I viewed as Westbrook getting a set of terms that he must follow, and he's going to have way, way less margin for error in his game this year to get minutes than he did last season. Staying with the newly minted billionaire, on the latest episode of The Shop, LeBron James said that he wanted to own an NBA team in Vegas. Now, Wendy, you are the foremost authority on all things LeBron James. What is the likelihood that LeBron James would be able to own an NBA team in Las Vegas, and what would be the path to that happening? Yeah, so over the last uh, few years, LeBron has really strengthened his relationship with uh, Fenway Sports Group. Uh, LeBron is a major player here in Boston. He is a part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Fenway owns the Red Sox. They own uh, Liverpool Football Club, who he's had an association with. They also recently purchased the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their major money man, uh, a man named Jerry Cardinale, um, is uh, got a ton of money, and he wants to buy an NBA team at some point. And so my belief is that someday after LeBron retires, that via Fenway Sports Group or an offset of that group of investors, uh, LeBron will be uh, the lead investor, not the lead investor, probably won't be the majority of his money, but he will be the governor um, of a group that tries to purchase an NBA team. I think that has long been his goal, and I think they are absolutely uh, in, uh, in, in that process. In addition, um, there's a new arena being constructed in Las Vegas for, for a large uh, purpose of hosting an NBA team. And Fenway Sports Group has expressed interest in, in uh, uh, being a, a, an expansion leader in Las Vegas. But there's one problem with all of this. The NBA is not ready to expand right now. And that's fine. LeBron is still playing in the league. Um, you know, Adam Silver has said repeatedly that expansion is not on the table. Um, there's a number of teams in the um, – in the league right now that are not on great financial ground. And so to add teams 
instead of relocating teams is, you know, something that has to be discussed. Um, but in four or five years, when LeBron is out of the league and maybe things are different elsewhere and more things are at clarity, it could be a discussion. And I do think if the NBA expands, Las Vegas would be a very strong option. But I will say this, just because LeBron says he wants to have an expansion team in Vegas doesn't mean that he'll win it. There will be a lot of people who will want to spend money in Vegas. So I do think LeBron will have a great chance to be an NBA owner someday, whether it's an expansion team or an existing team, whether it's in Las Vegas or elsewhere. I guess we'll have to just wait and see how it plays out. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA senior writer, the Hoop Collective podcast. Appreciate it, Wendy. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Don't forget, the NBA Finals are on ESPN Radio. Tune in for Game 4 tonight as the Celtics host the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Up next, a disastrous morning. I'll explain that in just a few and I guess typical in a lot of ways. And then, of course, it is the segment that America waits for breathlessly each and every week. Who You Got with Bubba is on the way. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't want to be John Elway waking up this morning. Well, I shouldn't say that, but talk about missed opportunities. How about John Elway? Darren Ravel had the story that John Elway had a chance back in 1998 when he was at the end of his playing career. Pat Bolin, the owner of the Broncos, offered him, in lieu of the $21 million that was owed to him, 10% of the Denver Broncos Mm. and an opportunity to purchase another 10% for just $15 million. And at that point in his career, John Elway's got $15 million in the bank. No question. Not even blinking. So he had a chance to get 20% of the team for a total of $36 million. So you mean 20% of the team that's going to sell for $5 billion? Correct. Now. Yeah. And he did not. He took the money. Ouch. And as a result, the profit that he lost, 
$837 million. That's rough. Because he didn't see himself at the time as being an executive of a team. That's the second worst, exa- that's the second worst example of a missed opportunity that I remember in all the sports. You know what's number one? Mm. After watching Winning Time, I was reminded of it. Magic Johnson being offered an ownership stake by yeah. Phil Knight's upstart company in order to be a brand ambassador. And he went with Converse. And, and, and that stake today is valued at $5 billion. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Magic's a great businessman, as we have great seen. Great businessman, but that was the one that he missed. That, that's but a But everybody's got those that you they got, You have a big one that you missed? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So I had a former college teammate. Check this out. Former hmm. college teammate. Once he got out of the league, he finished his career before I did. And he decided that he wanted to get into franchising Jersey Mike's. And he Hmm. offered me the opportunity to, you know, start up this business with him. And I said, I don't necessarily know if I want to own fast food joints or sandwich spots. I I don't know if I want to deal with the headache. Today, Hmm. my buddy owns 43 Jersey Mike's (laughs) and currently is yachting in Europe. (laughs) Yeah. That, that was a pretty and bad. You, that, was, that was a bad decision by me. And you are sitting next to me. That was a bad. That was a bad business move, <laughs> to say the least. That was a bad business. I move. never had a big investment one, but I had one where I had it in my hand and I let it go. And when I was a kid, I was a big baseball card collector and card collector. But uh, I had in high school a Jordan rookie card, the 1986 Fleer card. Mm-hmm. In college, I sold, and it was in. Perfect condition. Never took it out of the plastic. Perfect condition. Sold it for two hundred fifty bucks. It's now worth two hundred eighty-eight thousand. What a bonehead decision, by listen, you. dude. I needed beer money. <laughs> Previously on Greeny, it was not a factor. We played in front of rude people before, dropping f bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. I was surprised that he made those comments afterward, and now that he did. What's going to happen? It's going to be worse. All you do when you say something about it and you acknowledge it is you make it worse. It won't be pleasant tonight. It will not be pleasant tonight. Wow. It wasn't pleasant last night at the end of yeah. that Rangers-Lightning game. Uh, no, we'll I talk mean, about that you, in a sec. Did you see Stamkos and, uh, and Lafreniere getting into it? Oh, yeah. Alexi Lafreniere Oof. and Stamkos at the end of the game? Let's just say the young guy didn't get the better of that one. Oh, weekly, didn't end well for him. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Chris just showed me a video off his phone of a Ranger fan leaving Madison Square Garden last night with a Lightning fan behind him. And he just the turn- Ranger fan had lightning in his left fist. <laughs> he turns around. Would you? I, I, that's kind of a sucker punch, is it not? Yeah. You turn around and there's no indication that anything's going on. Obviously, yeah. the lightning fan had to have been running his There mouth. had to be some chirping going yeah. on. No question. Turns around and knocks him out. Yeah. Guys, from, St- guys from Staten Island has been arrested, but still. I mean, that that was an ugly scene you, all the way around. That is one of the pure tenets of life. You never, ever mess with a guy from Staten Island. You just don't do that. Yeah. You have to know better. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Don't forget to tune in to an NL West batter tomorrow night. The Giants hosting the Dodgers presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
You ever have one of those days where you just wake up and you feel great and this is going to be an awesome day? And everything's going your way right out of the gate? Absolutely. Had it this morning. Getting up early. I live about an hour and 20 minutes from the city, so the commute's always a bit of a concern. But I was out the door today, 6.05, feeling good. That's earlier than usual. I turn on the old Google Maps. We're looking like a pretty smooth sailing trip in. Maybe an hour and 15, no traffic. All right, it's Friday. It's the summer. We're good. I stop at a, uh, let's call it a popular coffee and pastry chain, Mm -hmm. as I do every morning. Pick up my iced coffee. And uh, a little egg white uh, thing with, a, you know, an English muffin. There's something for breakfast, yeah. Right. I pull out of the driveway of this place. And about five seconds into taking the sandwich out of the wrapper, I take a bite and a little thing of grease drops down right onto my shirt. And I can almost see it happen in slow motion. Like, I saw the drop, and I'm thinking, oh, no. Because you know it's impossible to get out. And, of course, right in the middle of my gut, on the shirt, there it is, which I, I'm learning as looking at myself this morning that Army Green was not the best choice. Yeah, but I can't see the grease stain. All right, but let's get to that. Oh, okay. okay. so now I've got the grease stain. Normally, I have the Tide pen with me because, shockingly, it's not the first time this has happened so that's clutch. The Tide pen is clutch. Except I didn't have it with me. I looked in the car. Where's the Tide pen? Can't find it. I looked down. I've got a thing of soap, as I think it is, but it's actually hand sanitizer mm-hmm. in my car. I put some hand sanitizer on it. I'm okay. thinking that's going to get it out. Like, why is hand, hand sanitizer, sanitizer going to get out? Get it out. <laughs> like, moron, wake up. And then I realized that, okay, I need some water here and I need a Tide pen. Okay. So I stop at. Another chain of the same <laughs> same store, I grab a water. I start pouring water on it, mm-hmm. okay? With the hand sanitizer, it's not coming out. Got it. I'd stop at 7-Eleven. I'm going to go get another Tide pen. No Tide pens. Nothing. So you're essentially blowing your morning. Like you, oh, got, out, you got out the house, early Absolutely. start, and you're just that completely. Lead I, 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 that lead I have just torched yeah. to the morning. I stop. I go into 7-Eleven. Tide pen. No Tide pen. What am I going to do? I'm looking around. They've got any kind of soap, anything like that. They've got, like, shampoo and body wash. I, I have to buy this giant bottle of this. Because some, it's got to be some kind of soap, right? You can help get it out. Sure. Because this stain was big and in the middle of my gut. It was not anything that would hide. Gotcha. It's grease. I get this. I pull out. I get out in the driveway of the 7-Eleven, and I think to myself... You know what? It's a T-shirt. Maybe I could wear it backwards and nobody would notice. Okay. So I, I take my sunglasses off my head, put them on the car. I take the shirt up. I kind of I doesn't get, I don't give everybody a show. Yeah. But you know I turn it around and then you can I look at it now. You know you can tell I'm wearing this thing backwards. Okay. So then I flip it back around, get in the car, go pull out. Five minutes later, as I have put the soap in and now I'm hoping with the water that it's going to come out. I drive up. Where are my sunglasses? Can't find them anywhere. Oh, I left the sunglasses on top <laughs> what of the car. Right there's, there's, exactly. a, there's a lot going this on. This is my morning right here. This is unbelievable. There's a, there's, this a is, lot, there's a lot going on. I have so many questions, but I'm going to start here. <laughs> so you usually have a Tide pin in your car, but yes. you didn't have it this time. Yes. All right. You one had, in my bag, for that matter. Didn't you have had one in hand there. sanitizer in the car. Yes. Okay. You stopped off. You got a bottle of water, and you got... 
some body wash, is it? It or was, some, yeah, some, it was some, it's some sort of soap body wash. Okay, By the way, so, if, so, I, so, if I smell like an English garden today, that's why. Oh, okay. So you're, you're okay. welcome. Okay, that's great. Yes. But, but here's my whole question. Is it that serious for that T-shirt, and could you just not find another T-shirt? Here's the problem. Destination XL does not open up at, <laughs> at 7 a.m. on Route 1 in New Jersey. Does it have to be Destination XL? Look at you me. Do you stop, think I you can can't stop, stop at, off at Target and get an extra-large T-shirt? Listen, I love Target. Extra-large is not fitting. And at this point, 2X is pushing it. It might I'm, be a little I'm, form-fitting I'm this just, morning. I'm just saying, And we are brother. on ESPN+. Plus. You, you're going through a lot, of, the going best through of, a lot of changes for a run-of-the-mill T-shirt. I agree. It's not that this T-shirt's amazing. Is it your favorite T-shirt? No. Okay. It's, it's, it's just, just a shirt, just a and I got nothing else in my car to wear. Okay. Nothing see, else. See, see, you know what? At this point, you should have radioed ahead to your partner and say, hey, man, I had a wardrobe malfunction. Not the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake type, but I had a wardrobe malfunction. Would you mind bringing an extra T-shirt from your house for your party? Because I got you. And you know I have T-shirts that can fit you. And it's not even, listen, the thing's not even over yet, believe it or not. Because my sunglasses I left on the top of the car as I pulled back out onto Route 1 in New Jersey. So they're flying off somewhere down And the I never now. spend a lot of money on sunglasses. These were Ray-Bans. They were like 100 bucks. Oh, my God. And I only bought it two weeks ago. So I got to zip back around, jug handles in New Jersey, two of them. Oh, oh yeah, you, you're going to have to drive 10 miles before I you don't can even, turn back around. And I don't yeah. even know where the sunglasses are. They're not in the parking lot when I get back there. I go inside, anybody turn them in? No, can't find them. I pull out onto Route 1, and there they are on the shoulder of Route 1. And I got to stop the car. Traffic is whizzing by me at 65 miles an hour with no room to open that door. And I got to wait like three minutes to even have a chance to get it. And I just creep up and grab my sunglasses and put it on. I mean, all the meantime, looking down and praying. And somehow, the one thing went my way and the stain came out. There you go. Because I didn't see a stain this morning. So congratulations. Bubba, your reaction. Well, I think in the future, definitely make sure the Tide pen is in your car. (laughs) And going forward, make sure an extra shirt is in your car, Thank you, Bubba. Thank you, Bubba. That is the lesson learned in all of this. Have a backup. This was – it wasn't even traffic. I wouldn't bore you with traffic. Not that I bored you with this. Of course I did. Yeah. But it – this is just me. These are the ABCs of me that you are starting to learn. This you're much more you're much happens. more committed than I am to not have a stain on your shirt. Because let me tell you what I'm not going to do. Make all of those stops trying to find something to get that stain out of the shirt. I don't know. It's not going to happen. You know how vain I am. I'm just going to do a show with a stain <laughs> on my shirt. And I'm going to explain exactly what happened. Bubba, I've absolutely killed you. Let's get to who you got. <laughs> Let's do it right now. As soon as I can find the button to hit. And there it is. a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. All right, I'll tell you who you got. Not enough O's and smooth for that intro, Bubba. Perfect, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Granger's going to be real thrilled with that one. <laughs> when I talk to Wally Granger in our <laughs> weekly meeting, he's going to be like, what was that about? Because who you got is brought to you by Granger. And I guess we'll, uh, I mean, there's so many to, that we're not even going to have time for, thanks to you. But yeah. let's do this one, because we, we want to get into this. We didn't have a chance. Tom Brady... He didn't really confirm or deny that he talked with the Dolphins this offseason, although really 
he kind of confirmed it. So is he is he finishing his career with the Bucks or what here? Who you got? What's Tom Brady's deal? I say yes. I think the Bucks will be his last stop, even though it sounds like that was a real possibility. Yeah, he didn't refute the fact that Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins made overtures for him to come be a part of that team and to be a part of that ownership group in the foreseeable future. But, no, I think he finishes his career as a buck, and then he jumps into that media career that's going to pay him over $300 million. Next. Pelicans Vice President David Griffin was on our old friend Ryan Rosillo's podcast, and he said a Zion extension is a, quote, easy decision for them. Do you agree who you got here? Yeah, it's an easy decision because David Griffin has no choice. Zion Williamson is not signing a five-year, $181 million extension that has strings attached to it. It's going to be fully guaranteed. He's not going with the Joel Embiid program. So, Yeah, it's an easy decision because there is no decision. You have no choice. No, you have absolutely no choice. And I can't – listen, I'd hate to have to do it because I need Zion to actually be healthy and play, but I have no choice at this point. Bubba, go. Who we got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And 15 years ago today, the Sopranos finale famously aired on HBO. A lot of people still upset about it. But the question for you is, who you got is your all-time favorite TV drama? Uh, Breaking Bad. Is absolutely my all-time favorite TV drama with The Sopranos right there in the top three. Uh, I would say The Wire. Okay. The Wire is Believe pretty good. Believe it or not, good. still haven't watched it. Yeah, it's the, on my list, yeah, and I know the, I have the, the to. Wire, the Wire is pretty good. Check that out. Bubba, who you got? I think, I think I'm going to go Breaking Bad as well. Yeah. Uh, I also have not seen The Wire, but... Uh, what are we doing, Bubba? I'm busy. <laughs> um... One minute. Uh, I, just I just don't understand. Breaking Bad is phenomenal, though. I do love The Sopranos, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll get to The Wire when I have time. Actually, never seen Breaking Bad, though. Yeah, you need to. I've never seen Breaking Bad. NBA Finals are on ESPN Radio. Tune in for Game 4 tonight. Celtics hosting the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Bubba, 30 seconds for the final Who You Got on Greeny coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Yeah, you already did those reads. Great, great job doing them twice. All right. 20 years ago tomorrow, American Idol made its debut. So Who You Got as your go-to karaoke song, what would you guys be doing? Uh, let's see. I would probably say it's raining men. What? <laughs> Random what a way to go out. Wow. <laughs> New addition if it isn't love. Okay. Belle Biv DeVoe, Motown Philly up there too. That's boys to men. Or boys to men, right? Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greedy on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.